Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to not reward looking busy. If you are managing other people, what you say and what you do can determine whether people focus on impact or on things that just don't really matter. I'm sure we have all had moments in life when we have felt pressure to look busy. And so, if you are over the age of 10 or so, you have probably figured out your tricks. Pretending to look at something in your notebook, so the teacher thinks you're working. On up to the adult habits of keeping lots of things open on a laptop or desktop. Making sure not to leave until your manager leaves. Or the remote work technique of sending emails very early in the morning and very late at night. You know, so your boss knows you're working more hours than your colleagues. In some cases, we can completely see the game. Workers in high-rise buildings may have seen someone lingering on the roof of another building for a while, smoking a cigarette, hanging out. They were sent up on the roof for something, and then if you're on the roof, you're obviously working, so maybe just stay there a little while. You certainly look busy to anyone on the ground, if not to the folks who can see you from their office windows. So it goes for a nice day on the roof. But there are downsides to an organizational culture where looking busy is rewarded. For instance, some people send Slack messages whose major purpose is to show that they are working. But then those messages can interrupt people who are, in fact, working, or who are trying to relax so they can work effectively during regular business hours. When everyone is so busy, there is a tendency not to ask for help, because who has the time? You might miss opportunities, because everyone is just too busy to seek them out and execute on those that appear promising. And more fundamentally, being busy is a pretty meaningless metric. If you sold a million-dollar proposal in two minutes on Monday morning, you'd be doing more for your organization that week than if you spent 50 hours re-editing the employee newsletter by continuously changing the font. What matters is what you get done. The good news is that if you are in management, you have the ability to help create a culture that focuses on what people get done. That, in turn, helps people have balanced lives while accomplishing meaningful things. No one really likes keeping a spreadsheet up on their laptop until 7 p.m., just so it looks like they're doing something, when they're actually scrolling on their phone. They'd prefer to be doing something challenging, or at least something where they can see the purpose. And they'd like to be doing it in the company of supportive people. And they'd like to do it efficiently, and then get back any extra time. The first step is to regularly talk with people about the expectations for their roles. Set doable goals together. Weekly might be a good rhythm for many people, though some new or very young hires might even need a daily conversation at first. Talk about how long various tasks should take. Talk about deadlines and what to do if you get stuck. Then check in regularly with people about how the tasks are going and if the timelines seem appropriate. See how people are filling their days. If stuff is taking too long or too little time, that's not good or bad per se. It's just information 
so you can figure out how best to allocate resources. You can also have a conversation with people about what to do if they have finished their primary work. What other work should they do? Or what professional development or collegial relationship building is appropriate? Maybe that's thinking about ways you can enhance your organization's services, watching a webinar to build skills, or even going out for coffee to get to know a colleague better. These are all much better uses of time than looking at their calendar for the next week in multiple views. Some people will naturally take the initiative to do these things, but some just won't. So talk with them about it. And again, if people have done the requirements of their job to the high standards that you expect, then they don't have to stick around just to do so. You can work together to figure out work that will take approximately 40 hours per week or whatever the general expectation is. Then, how people work these hours can be at least partly up to them. And, crucially, watch what you say and what you do. Don't praise people for getting in early and staying late, or sending emails at all hours of the day, or boasting about how busy they are. If someone signs off at 4 p.m. or leaves the office then, you don't need to say, heading out early today, huh? If someone else says that, you can remind people that you aren't working in a factory where you punch in and punch out. I mean, unless you truly are working in such a place. You can praise people primarily for what they produce. That might sound obvious, but it is challenging in practice. Because thanking a team for their long hours can just roll off the tongue. Thanks for all those long hours you put in. Well, instead, you can thank them for their hard work and their insightful solutions. Even more important, you can model that it is okay to work reasonable hours and not be available sometimes. Try not to send emails outside of business hours because your employees will likely respond as quickly as they can. That's just human nature, to want to show your boss that you are responsive. Tell people if you are leaving for something family-related. You don't have to say it's a doctor's appointment. I have never quite understood why that is okay, but not going to an event at a kid's school. Show that you have a life outside work. And then also talk about what your organization's big goals are. People like to know why their work matters and how they are contributing to the whole. Making sure everyone is clear on that keeps people focused on results. You don't want your staff doing the knowledge worker equivalent of standing around on the roof. You want them to get their work done and then intentionally and openly use the available time for other valuable pursuits. And that's what they want too. It feels good to do efficient and meaningful work. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. 
Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Oh, oh, oh.